Good morning, church. Man, it's so cool to be here this morning. Um, I've been hearing a lot of awesome things about Northern Hills. Every meeting's about Northern Hills. It's awesome, like what God's doing here, the explosion of, of revival that is being poured out in this room. Look at this room. If you, are not at, if you can look around, if you uh, can look at back towards the light where Caleb is, <laughs> look how packed this room is today, eh? And, uh, you know, can we, come on, can we give it up for Jesus for what he's doing in this place? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And, uh, man, I'm excited. And um, there's still room. Amen? Amen. It's so good. I'm so so excited to be here. I couldn't sleep all night last night due to the fact that I did very well at temp and bowling, I'm going to say. Yes. With my main man Josh here, but uh, no, I was up all night and just really excited, just like the Holy Spirit just unlocking heaven to what uh, He's wanting to do in this place, and so yeah, I'm pumped. Um, just as I get started, let me just open up in prayer. I need the Holy Spirit right now. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just say, Lord, help me to bring Your Word. I need Your help. But Lord, Holy Spirit, we just invite you right now. Come on, if you speak a heavenly language, why don't you just lift your voice? Come on. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we declare for miracles. We declare a move of the Holy Spirit in this room right now from the front to the back, the left, to the right. Lord, in every aisle, Lord, right now, bring a miracle right now. If you need healing in your body, I want you to engage and activate your faith. Uh, You're in the man right now. Come on, begin to lay your hand on that area if you can. If you need healing in your body, come on. From cold to cancer, we speak life right now in Jesus' name. Do miracles right now in this room, we pray. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost just be poured out right now in fresh measure. Ha! In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's people right now, you're about to feel like a supernatural heat. Just come over your body right now. I just want you just to test that right now. Just test that area in your body right now that you know that the Holy Spirit is moving. Has the Holy Spirit healing anyone right now in this room? Come on. Is there anyone here that just sense the Holy Spirit is just healing them? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Great. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Um, just as I start, um, Caleb, I just got a word for you, bro. I just felt like even when the brother here was talking about are you out there, um, with youth, and that I actually saw a picture in worship for you, bro. I just saw like the Lord is raising you up as a prophetic voice um, in this nation. Um, and your name, Caleb, has so much biblical and a prophetic impartation to it and what, it, what your name carries. But I actually saw you as a leader in this nation, actually going into the nations. I really believe that the Lord is raising you up as a voice to youth and young adults. And you're going to um, raise up a generation. I see you going to high schools, bro. I just see you um, having impact even on uni campuses. And I see a kingdom carrier in you. And I just really believe that the Lord is opening up so many incredible doors of opportunity for you. But 
but I also saw you as a prophetic voice of worship, and I'll say that will not surprise you, but I just saw you writing songs, bro, and just seeing you raising up musicians and singers and worship leaders of this generation. I saw many young people coming into this um, house, and uh, you were going to disciple them and empower. That's really set as a fresh wave of the Holy Spirit upon uh, your life today um, in Jesus' mighty name. So, yeah, bro, it's exciting. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. So good. Cool. All right, let's get into this. Oh, actually, before I get into my message, I've been asked just to share just a little bit. So if you guys don't know, I'm the Young Adults Director at Hope Center in Lower Hutt, uh, which is cool. Um, so I've just come on staff recently, uh, which so pray for me. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's good. I'm um, loving it. Um, so, yeah, so I'm leading our 18 to 25-year-olds, which is great. And we've already started to see like a move of God, so pioneering from the ground up, So, uh, which is cool. Um, so we've already like, we've already started a connect group. We've already been having hangouts every week. Uh, we've had so many young adults at um, Raging Fire, up the front, getting saturated in the Holy Spirit. Uh, new young adults coming in. And so you're just really excited. Um, you guys will probably know Pastor Paul's vision for this year. He had like five uh, pillars, and two of them were youth and young adults. And so we're really excited just to see the Lord move uh, in this space. So, um, yeah, get ready. Northern Hills, you're part of that. I said, Northern Hills, you're part of that. Amen. Hope Center, Northern Hills, you're part of that. And so, yeah, just want to get you guys excited and stirred in vision um, to what's ahead. Um, and yeah, let's really believe to see young people come alive. But let me say this prophetically. We, you know, we needing um, spiritual mo mother and fathers in this generation. How do you believe that is the truth? You right now, we're needing spiritual mum and dads. And so, you know, I really believe that God is also raising up people who will mentor our young people in our nation. You know, will come in the broken, the hurting. Let me tell you, revival is messy. You know? Revival is messy. It's, it's like, so when we pray, Lord, send revival, and we sing songs of revival and more of the Holy Spirit, man, we better be, be ready for that because uh, we will see people come in here who come off the streets, who might come um, from gangs. Come on. We're talking about the lost here. We pray for the lost. Come on, the broken. You know, you might see people walk in here who's literally a young person who's um, got who's on drugs or whatever, who may come in here, who's had a hangover on a Saturday night and God draws them into the house of the Lord. I mean, come on, that's messy. Um, so be expected for that. So I just want to speak that over uh, your life today in Jesus' mighty name, that there is going to be a ripple of a harvest that comes in. All right, if you got your Bibles this morning. Uh, why don't you turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1 this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I've uh, got one rule when I'm preaching. You've got to respond to me when I'm preaching because otherwise we'll be here till four o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so if you want to be out by a certain time today, I know we do because we've got a pack up church, uh, then man, you've got to be responsive and be engaging in faith. Are you ready? Yeah, come on. Thank you, Lord. So Isaiah chat, it's going to come up on the screens. I've even got slides today, uh, you know. So Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1, I'm reading from the Amplified Version this morning, and then I'll be reading from the Message Version too. It says, Arise. Everybody say, Arise. Arise. 
arise from spiritual depression to, um, to a new life. Shine. If I say shine. shine. Be radiant with the glory and the brilliance of the Lord, for your light has come. Say your light. Awesome. You guys are amazing. You're like a choir. Fantastic. Um, And the glory and the brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. In the message version, it says this. Get out of bed, Jerusalem. Wake up. Turn to your neighbor and say, wake up. If you haven't had your coffee when you came in this morning, wake up. Come on, you've all had, had coffee this morning. Come on, yes, you got caffeine in you. Okay, you're ready to go. Awesome. Wake up. Put your face in the sunlight. There's some beautiful sun out here. And man, what a beautiful view this is. This is awesome. Come on, we prophesy over every house, Lord, and Johnsonville, Lord, on the hills, Lord. We just speak them into your kingdom. We speak salvation from this room right now. We speak the anointing to go into every household in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your face in the sunlight. God's bright glory has risen for you. I'm going to read that again because I don't think you've got it. Uh, Get out of bed, Jerusalem. Wake up. Put your face in the sunlight. God's bright glory has risen for you. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, come on, let's give Jesus praise for that. God's great, uh, God's glory, bright glory, sorry, has risen for you. God has a plan for your life, friend, this morning. I'm not saying that as a, a like, oh, yeah, God's got a plan for your life. God bless you, sister. God's got a plan for your life. Oh, man, he does have a plan for your life. Whoa. More, Lord. More. Anointing on your on your plane in Jesus' name. Thank you for the call on your life. Thank you, Lord, for the prophetic anointing that when you play those keys, there's prophetic impartation of healing and miracles and signs and wonders. Release it more. Thank you, Lord. Ha. Amen. Um, you know, but there is a call over your life today. You know. When you woke up this morning, you woke up to a new day. You woke up to a new, a new day of vision, a purpose, where Holy Spirit wants to do something new in your life. Today's a new day. It's not like yesterday. And some of us are like, amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, amen. <laughs> you, know, you know, but you know, we woke up to a new day and a, a new chapter of a new breath of life and a new breath of fresh air where the Holy Spirit's wanting to do a new thing. And God is calling us as a church, as a people, I believe, that it's time for us to rise from the spiritual depression, from the limitations, from the lies of the enemy, from the hurt, from the pain, even from um, regret. Come on, from maybe some, I found this in worship, like there's a couple of people in here and you've come from um, uh, spiritual abuse and God wants to break that off your life today. You might come into this church and you've come from another church community and there's been hurt upon hurt. Well, the Holy Spirit is wanting to heal you today from that. 
It's time for you to rise from the spiritual depression. This is what the prophet Isaiah was prophetically declaring to a nation, come on, that were in exile, a nation that were in brokenness. And he's saying, come on, it's time for you to arise. Arise, wake up, Jerusalem. Arise from exile. Arise from defeat. Arise from the religion that has come upon you. Arise. We're going to be a generation this morning. And I'm not just talking about young people. If you're living, breathing, you are this generation. You know, it doesn't matter what your age is. Moses was 85 when God called him. Come on. If you're in this room, it's oh, I'm too old. No, you're not old. Age is not a kingdom thing. Come on. But obedience is. And what has God put in your life today? What is the promises that God's put in your life? What is the plan that God has put in your life this morning, church? Because as you begin to step into the reality of the anointing of the plan on your life through being in His presence, and I can't stress that enough, it's in His presence where we catch a revival. It's in His presence where we catch a miracles. It's in His presence where we catch a breakthrough. It's in His presence where we walk in favor. Amen. Get back to my notes. So good. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20 says this. We're called as the great suggestion. If I feel like it, I'll go into my world. If I'm having a good day, when I get my promotion, when I have a holiday, then I'll get fired up. When I go to the next conference, then I'll go into the world, and then that will last for two months. Come on. But God hasn't called us. That's not what Jesus said. Let's read this. Jesus came up and said to them, all authority, this from the Amplified Version 2, All power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always remaining with you, prudently, I don't mind, that was anointed anyway, uh, regardless of circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. You know, the title of my message this morning is called, you ready for this? Okay, I'll preach on the, this side. Are you guys ready for it? I just did like a thing, eh? Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah cool, awesome. Let's preach to this side of the church today. Are you ready? Oh, awesome. Cool. Awesome. So the title of my message this morning, if you're taking notes, is Ready, Steady, Go. Ready, Steady, Go. I love how Jesus commissioned his disciples with a challenge. And actually, this this is what I love about this. He said, I'm about to go to be with my Father in heaven, and there's an assignment that I'm calling you to do that will transform the rest of your life. Actually, it won't just transform your life if you get this impartation, but it'll transform the the world's history. It will transform our government. It will transform businesses. It It will transform churches. Actually, churches will be planted through this. 
This is not called a great suggestion. This is called a great commission. How many are you familiar with that? Yeah, we're all familiar with that, right? The great commission, commission. It's a mission. And this is what I'm going to call you to do, my 12 disciples. You're ordinary, you're fishermen, you're tax collectors. You're ordinary, but I can use. Now I'm calling you now to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Imagine that. Jesus comes to you to you today. The Holy Spirit comes to you. Right, there's one mission I want you to do right now. This is your life assignment. I want you to go into the world. I want you to go into your workplace tomorrow morning. I want you to go into your, your university campus. I want you to go into your high school. I want you to go wherever it is that I called you in your world of influence. And I've just asked you to do one thing for the rest of your life. And that is to preach the gospel. That is to love on the unlovely. It's to that person you work to next to your desk that you actually need extra love for. You know, and that's when you need to say thank you for your blood. Jesus, you paid it all because right now I need you to show me love for this person. Right, go into that person's world and tell them about Jesus. And that might look like buy them a coffee. Yeah, the one that you are frustrated with, the one that you have tension with, the one that you have personality clashes with. I know that's not none of you. That's probably just me who's had those issues in the past. Okay, awesome. But you know what, you know what I mean? Like we are called to actually go to that. So I'm not telling you to go on a street corner and preach the gospel. I mean, I had the honor of doing it on Friday night. That was amazing. But literally not everyone's called to do that, but you are called to go and bless someone with lunch. You are called you to go to your neighbor who literally is hurting and the Holy, and you don't know that, and the Holy Spirit gives you an unctioning. Come on, that's why I love prophetic ministry, and I love marketplace ministry, prophetic evangelism, because it's like the Holy Spirit says, right, I want you to go and knock on the door and bake a cake or go buy groceries for that family next door. That feels a bit weird. You go knock on the door and then literally they start crying at the door. I've had that before a few times. Knocked on the door. How does you feel like God wanted me to bless you with groceries? And then this lady, she just started crying. This was in Cannons Creek when I lived there. She started crying. She told me a story. Single mother, three kids, husband, did some horrible stuff to her, which I won't mention. Gave her life to Jesus, and she came to church, and she's still serving Jesus to this day. I started a connect group out there at McDonald's. 25 people came. She's still part of the kingdom of God today. She caught up with her for lunch two weeks ago. She said, meet my work colleague, and I led her to the Lord. And then her work colleague came to church two weeks ago. You just never know the impact that you can have on someone's life. Always follow the ancient. So this is what Jesus said. Go into the world. Make disciples. Train them. Train them to read their Bibles. Train them to pray. Train and equip them to go into the world. Man, that's powerful. I don't know about you, but that's our life mission. It's to go. Northern Hills, hopefully we weren't called just to be a, oh, it wasn't like Pastor Paul and Joe's other day, oh, let's just plant a location in, in Northern Hills, oh, that's a good idea. No, 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 the Holy Spirit breathed on it. 
so that Northern Hills will be saved, so Northern Hills will be sent in revival. We were not just called for this building, but we were called to go there and see a multiplication. Northern Hills is not just Johnsonville. It's Tawa. Uh, you know, it's all the way through the Pororua, I believe. You know, the Northern Hills is part of our city. And you are part of that. You are the revival. You have been called to go. You have been called to have impact. You were called to bring unsaved people into the house of God. You have been called to invite them to your connect group this week. You have been called. Come on. Amen. So we've got to have a go in our spirit. Uh, me and Josh were at the lights this morning in Lower Hut, and that was like we're staying on breath for a little while, you know, which is not like the norm. Like, and we're like, and there's all these cars. You know, I was like, man, I wonder who could go. Maybe we could just do a race there and take a risk and just go, no, 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 no. Abide, abide, abide the law, eh? That's a very important thing, integrity. Uh, but finally it went green. And as, as we were waiting there, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me, and I was like, just laughing my spirit like about this because so often we are on the red. There's a ready in us. Yeah, God, I'm ready. Maybe you got saved at a youth camp or, you know, in the church service. So I don't know what your story is, you know. But you got saved. And yeah, Lord, I'm ready. I'll go to the ends of the earth for you. I'll be sold out. Yeah, God, I'm going to be a world changer for you. I'll be a history maker. I will literally be sold out for your kingdom. And maybe you've had prophetic words spoken over your life. And that's awesome. But there's been this ready, but you've stayed on the red light. And then it's like steady, and then there's the yellow light, right? Yeah, I'm steady. I'm steady, Lord. Come on, come on. And then that pushback comes. You lost that loved one. You lost that child. Whatever it might be. You went through the fire, and there's this pushback. That person said that negative thing over your body or, or you know, that, that person said that horrible thing about your destiny, what you will not be in your life. And you're on that steady. I know that because I was born with a brain disorder. So I know what it is to be on the steady, just to, to listen to the lies of what doctors and therapists said about me. Come on, am I talking to anyone today? That so often we literally are on the steady, but God hasn't called us to be on a steady Come on. But he's called us to actually have this, this amazing green in us that says go. And God wants to break off today just the limitations of the things that held us into captivity of believing the lie that just settled down. Oh, you know, you know what that pastor said about you all those years ago? That leader said, and they said, just do this. But God put a fire and a calling on the inside of you. And he's saying today, come on, it's time for you to go. Come on. I'm grateful for people in this room, leaders, like my brother over here. He said, yes, I'll serve wherever. Let's make this thing happen. I'm so grateful for someone like Caleb. He said, okay, we don't need a full band to see the presence of God. And if it's just an acoustic guitar and, and, a, and a keyboardist and, a, and a, a, you know, whatever, and, and these amazing instruments here, we will bring a move of God. Let's just go. Come on. And God is looking for available serves. I'm grateful for Anita, who's out in the kids right now. She just said, hey, let's just do something. Let's use a room. 
It might not look glamorous, but it's a room that God can use for children to be ministered. I have a go in my spirit. Grateful for the people like Stephen who are here. I got here and Stephen, a man of many talents. He's, he's lining chairs up. Stephen has a go. This guy's a legend. He served every session at conference by Sunday morning because he was here. Because <laughs> he's dedicated to Northern Hills. But he served every session taking photos. Can we give it up for Stephen? Who loves Stephen? A faithful man of God. A servant of God. Every session. Vin, he'll come to every night hangout basically afterwards. I don't know what time this guy got home. He gets home and he's literally putting photos on a Hope Center, our Facebook page, captioning what God had did in meetings. So it could go out on social media. I don't know about you, there's a go. There's a go in Stephen. And in each and every one of us, what God has put on the inside of you today, there is a go. There's dreams and vision and prophetic impartation that he wants to pour out over your life in Jesus' name. Last year, um, I was at a conference in Auckland, and um, I was staying in this apartment, so it was like a five-minute train trip from the, from the CBD, and uh, I got asked, as some of you might know, I do a side project on the side to everything else that I'm doing. I run an online ministry called Karakia at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. It's, it's incredible. Um, and that day, I got asked to ho- now co-lead that ministry. And I was like, what? This is, this is crazy. This is awesome. Um, and I was speaking on it for a, for a couple of years, and they just said, no, we just feel like you were a voice online, and we wanted to offer you this. And so anyway, so I was like buzzing. Anyway, I finally got to sleep at 12.30. And how many you know when you're at a conference and you're on a high adrenaline? Does anyone? You know, it's like Holy Spirit's moving like last weekend. It's like that. you can't sleep, you can't sleep, you can't sleep. Anyway, I finally got to sleep at 1.45 a.m., okay? And I'm like, yeah, I finally got to sleep. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 2 a.m., I heard this loud noise. And I'm thinking, I'm having a dream. Thank you, Lord. And I close my eyes. And I hear on the on the speaker, everyone who is in their bedrooms right now in the apartment, please escape and get down to ground floor. There is a fire alert, a fire alert, a fire alert. And I'm like, no way. Are you serious, God? This is not happening. Anyway, so this is a true story. So anyway, so I get down there. I thought I'd better get in my PJs. That might be a good look to start with. Um, you know, straighten my hair, as you can see, you know, um, and literally get, and get my clothes on and, uh, and uh, get down to the ground floor where everybody is. Anyway, as I get down there, you know me, if you know me well, you know that uh, you know, I take evangelism to heart, so I look for any opportunity, even if I'm half asleep. <laughs> the glory of the Lord. Wake up, Jerusalem. Get out of bed. <laughs> but literally, I'm just like, pray for this person who was sick, this person had cancer. 
pray for this lady, and she got saved instantly. Right, there was no fire. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, because I had some really cool belongings that I didn't want to get on fire. Amen. Anyway, I had a couple pair of, of Jordan shoes I just wanted to keep just for a little longer, you know, as a joke. Okay, awesome. Just, just checking. Because the Bible says, you know, give up your possessions. So, you know. But anyway, I'm literally, I'm literally going back upstairs and the Holy Spirit speaks to me and he says, I am about to release in our nation a fire alarm of revival. But the church have been asleep too long, but it's time for my sons and daughters to rise. Oh, come on, I was going to preach on this side of the room. I think, I think they've got it. This is because Emma's over here, you know, you know. <laughs> no, but like literally, rise up New Zealand and take up your place. If we want a revival, who wants a revival in New Zealand? Yeah, oh, this side again, man, okay, awesome. I'll keep preaching to this side of the auditorium. Who wants a revival in Aotearoa? Come on, in New Zealand, and this, and, and, God's, and, and God's nation, this is known as a God, was known as a God's own nation back in the day when Smith Wigglesworth comes. Come on, let's release the sound today. Come on, and there is a wake up he wants to do, but first the church needs to wake up. First, the church needs to be activated. First, the church needs to rise. If we're not rising up with a voice, don't expect a harvest to come in. We've got to be bold. We've got to be full of courage in Jesus' name. I don't know about you, but I'm having a little bit of fun up here this morning. Come on, in Jesus' name. All right. Okay. So um, I was brought up in a Christian family, for those that don't know me, um, which is awesome. My parents... Uh, they were youth pastors for 10 years um, up in Otaki, uh, which is like an hour and a, well, an hour and a half away from here, I'd say, an hour and a bit. Um, and um, they were in a pumping youth and young adults ministry of a Baptist church, like 300 youth and young adults. So I was born into youth ministry. Let's go. You know, pretty much. I was born into it. And, um, you know, but when I was born, I was actually born with a critical condition. Uh, called dyspraxia. I don't know if anyone has heard of that condition before. Um, and I'm a walking miracle today. You know, I got told I'd never be able to do this. I got told I'd never be able to speak, read, write, um, you know, have any qualification. Like, it's just a miracle to the grace of God today that I'm standing here healed and whole. You know, God is so good. Amen. Um, but when I was 11, I had this encounter with the Holy Spirit in my room. You know, it's one thing to know about the love of God, and then it's another thing to ex- encounter the love of God for you. And I remember in my room, and I was so broken, and I said, Lord, if you're real, show yourself to me, otherwise I'm going to take my life. That's how broken I was. You're going to say I was in a special needs unit. I was academically four years behind in my age level. Um, and I know these people who might have had more horrific stories than this, but this is my story today. And literally, I'm, sit, I'm like, like getting ready to take my life, and I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit say to me, if you want to kill yourself, my son, then you're denying the person that I, Father God, have created you to be. I got on my knees, and I just said, Lord, I surrender my life to you. The fire of God came upon me. 
It was amazing. It was supernatural to where I'm at today. But even when I was 18 and God taught me to Bible college, by that stage I left school at 14 and I went straight into ministry as an intern as a 15-year-old teenager. I don't know if that was ever allowed, but anyway, it happened to me. And literally said four years as an intern in the church I was brought up in on the Kapiti Coast. And then literally after that, um, you know, I went um, and fulfilled another three-year internship because I just wanted more and more and more. Um, and, you know, literally I thought I was going to do one year, and then it's turned into seven years, um, you know, where I was, a, you know, an intern at Arise, and it was awesome and grew and learned a lot. And, you know, you know it's amazing. You know, and, you know, let's be people that pray, you know, for that church, hey, let's, let's continue to pray for them, and continue to bless them, and, you know, and, but, you know, I went through, you know, an awesome journey there of 11 years, and learned a lot, <laughs> actually, learned a lot, and, you know, God, God is good how he moves, right, he is so faithful how he moves, and then I came out with this Bachelor of Ministries degree, and, you know, and I stand at my graduation, testifying to the goodness of God because I got told what I would not be, to actually what I am today. There was a go in my heart to say, God, you can do whatever you want to do in my life. You know, and we put limits on ourselves, don't we, of what our God-given destiny is. We put limits about what we can't be, and I always use that excuse. You know, I have dyspraxia. The doctors told me this. The teachers told me I was a failure. I was a reject, you know. No, God, I will never have friends because I was bullied walking into, into school, you know. I'm this, I'm that. The statistic says this about me. My diagnosis says this about me. Google search says about this. Don't Google search your diagnosis, people. That's going to make you more depressed. I did that. That was terrible, and that was before Google search was around. Amen. Don't do that. But let me encourage you today that there's a go in you. There's a stirring, a revival, and God wants to put in you. I never thought, I always knew God called me into ministry, but I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. And there is a go. There's a couple of things I just want to share as the keyboardist comes and plays anointed keys. Awesome. To make, to make it sound really awesome. <laughs> Amen. But seriously. There are people in this room today and you might not have had a physical disability or a learning disability like what I had, but you have spiritual disabilities. You might say, what are you talking about, Brendan? Spiritual disabilities. Yeah, fear, man. You know, God's put a call on your life, but you're more afraid about what people will think about you rather than what the Holy Spirit says about you. Rejection. Anxiety. Some of these are real things. Eating disorders. These are all spiritual disabilities that we carry in our lives that can rob us. Shame. Guilt. Regret. Thank you. The presence of the Holy Spirit is coming in this room right now. And these things can limit us from the call of God if we allow them to. But I'm grateful to what our sister shared this morning about the finished work of Christ. That he bought our transitions on the cross.
And it's not our disability that is our call, but it's actually his perfection for us that is our call. That you don't have to walk any more struggled. You don't have to walk any more in pain. You don't have to walk any more in fear or torment because God has a plan, a righteous plan for your life because you're made right through the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And when you have an arise and go in your spirit, you know your problems are just temporal, but your calling and your calling is eternal. You know, there's a a guy who I love so much. Um, an evangelist, Ranha Bonte, and he's gone home to be with Jesus now. But, you know, he's seen millions upon millions upon millions that came to Christ in his lifetime. And if you look up online and see his gravestone, he said what he was famous for was that I preach Jesus. That was his life. That's what he lived for. To plunder hell and to populate heaven. That was his life. 75 million decisions, recorded decisions, by the way, through one man's obedience. That should put a conviction in our hearts this morning and a stirring in us for what is eternal. Ranha Bonke lived a life that was eternal. It wasn't a life about his success. It was about his, the eternal perspective of revival. And I, I want to ask you today, do you have a problem that you're facing this morning? We all do. We all got them. But are you going to let your problem dictate your eternal core? Or are you going to let the valley in your life to actually mold you to become the man, the woman, the son, the daughter of the king that you have been called in this season of your life to be, that could change the course of a generation for all eternity. Just stand with me for a, for a moment, um, family. You know, there's a grace assignment that God has given you. I want you to just close your eyes right now. Lift up your hands in the presence of the King if you feel comfortable this morning. There's a posture act of surrender. There's a grace assignment for you today. There are kingdom assignments in this room for you today. There's an unlocking of heaven for you this morning. Hope Center, Northern Hills, this could literally change this community, this city like it never has before, if you would just grab hold of the revelation of God's word today and, and say, yes, Lord, I recognize that there is an assignment on my life, and but I recognize I put it to a side. And today, Lord, I just want to step into the river. Today, I just want to step into your presence. Lord, I just want to step into confidence. I, I, I don't want to be fearful of man anymore. I don't, I don't want to be fearful of the opportunities because there is a timeline in your life and we don't know when that timeline will end. We will stand before the Lord. The Bible says that on, on judgment day and not give an account of our salvation because we've already been saved. Salvation's all been won. 
but we'll give account of our of the assignments that he called us on this earth to do. Why didn't you lead that person to me? I had gave you an opportunity on Sunday, the April 16, 2023, a countdown. Why didn't you go? Why didn't you invite the, your neighbours over for, for coffee when I put the prompting in my spirit? And this is not to judge and this is not to put pressure on you today, friend, but we will give account of the assignments. I called you to run that business. I called you to start that, that, that um, life group, that connect group. I, I, I called you to write those songs that bring heaven. Oh, but I was scared. I was fearful, Lord. We're going to give an account of what He's called us to do on this earth. But today, I believe that there's a commissioning for grace for the assignment that He has for you. And no longer will you be bounded by what has happened before. We don't live in COVID anymore. Yeah, COVID can still be handling, um, handling around, I get that. But we don't live in isolation anymore. We're in, not in 2020, we're in 2023. And the Lord says, I've lifted off those limitations. I've lifted off those mandates. I've lifted off so I can see a fresh move of revival to be poured out. And it's time for us to get up and awake up Jerusalem. Shine your light. Ah, for the glory of the Lord is upon you. All of God's promises are yes and spoken. Come on, church, with the amen in agreement. And I declare over your life today, our family, that there is an amen coming with your yes today. I declare, come on, if this for you right now, why don't, you, why don't we just fill this altar this morning? Come on, if this is you, I want to encourage you to come up to the front. We've got a ministry team this morning, and we're going to pray for you today for the outpouring of the oil of the Holy Spirit coming over your life to saturate you this morning. So why don't you come? Caleb and the team are gonna lead us in worship and let's come and expect a revival of impartation to be released on your life in Jesus' name. Come church, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.